Welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, it's our 26th episode, and we are doing June 24th to 30 in the year 1991. Before we begin, I'd just like to make a quick note. We are very much outside right now. Yeah, this is a this is a good episode. We're, we're camping. We are camping. Sorry, I just popped the lid off my drink, which is definitely... Not alcoholic. <coughs> but it's 5.43, so this is rye. Yeah. This is rye. I'm not going to lie to you. So we're enjoying the great outdoors right now. Wanted to get away for a weekend, but not at the expense of not doing the podcast. So we just brought it with us. We apologize about the yippee dog that you will hear. One more quick note before we begin. There's an RV parked right across our campsite that looks just like the RV from the movie RV featuring Robin Williams. But now that I'm talking about it, I'm pretty sure that's an early 2000s movie. So enough of that. Let's move on. Moving on to 90s news. June 24th, Hewlett-Packard surges to head of the computer pack. Technically competent, but a tad stodgy. Reliably profitable, but overstaffed and lagging in financial performance. That's the reputation that has dogged Hewlett-Packard Co. for the past several years. But like a marathon runner that jogs patiently in the middle of a pack before dashing past tiring frontrunners, the $15 billion manufacturer of computers and instruments has suddenly emerged as a star performer in an increasingly troubled industry. While International Business Machines faces another dismal quarter and Apple computer and digital equipment struggle with slumping profits and layoffs, Hewlett Packard is charging ahead with a series of impressive new computers and enjoying strong revenue and earnings growth. Good job. HP was doing strong in the 90s, I guess. Starting off the 90s with some strength. Um, quick note, international business machines, that's IBM. Digital equipment was soon bought up by Compaq, which then merged with uh, with Hewlett Packard, so they were essentially competing against themselves. Wait, wasn't Compaq Presario also a thing? Like Compaq, didn't they merge that with was, Presario? Uh, Presario was... was their was one of their brands of uh, of laptop. Like uh, okay, Devin that makes Spiron more sense. Or well, Apple what do I know? Gosh, I think I, I could actually be wrong on that. Okay. Well, here's another thing. We're in the woods, so I only have a 200 megabyte data plan, which means I'm not looking anything up right now. There's no research. Anyways, let's just move on. Yep. June 25th, collapse of Yugoslavia. Croatia and Slovenia declare their independence from Yugoslavia. That was a thing that happened, and I think this had very lasting Im- impacts throughout the entire 90s. And we talk a lot about the you know Yugoslavia and everything that went on therein. Yeah. As not something was, we need to get into yeah, right now. As it was very prolific. Just, oh, yeah, it was. It was on the news a lot. Uh, also today, Rabbit named GTE Academic All American. Buffy Rabbit, a five-time All American UC Irvine in cross uh, country and track, has been selected as a third team GTE All American. Yeah. This isn't about a bunny. Ah, rabbit. Yeah, I really thought that Buffy Rabbit though. That is a that's pretty, pretty good cool name. name. That is that a, is a good, good name. name. So good job for her. Uh, that was an article. I wanted to put an article in today. Also, quick shout out to the Honda Odyssey oh, that has been moving. idling in the forest for literally half an hour. It is finally leaving. Praise be. June 26th programmer held an alleged sabotage plot. I like this story. A disgruntled General Dynamics computer programmer, hoping to increase his salary by creating a problem only he could solve, planted a computer logic bomb 
that could have destroyed vital data in the San Diego defense contractors Atlas rocket space program, according to a federal indictment unsealed Tuesday. Unsealed? That sounds official. That does sound official. Speaking of officials, officials allege that Michael J. Laffenberger, 31, created a program he named Cleanup that was designed to destroy a database of Atlas rocket components, delete another set of programs used to respond to governmental administrative requests, and then delete itself. Very clever. Another General Dynamics programmer inadvertently ran across the program before it was activated and disarmed it, officials said. Assistant U.S. Attorney uh, Mitchell D. Dembin estimated it could have done more than $100,000 in damages. That is diabolical. And it's cool. I love it. I really like this article for a couple reasons. It reminds me of a couple other 90s gems. The main one being hackers. Yeah, we're gonna... Classic 90s movie. We have a friend who's really into hackers, and we're gonna bring him on at some point just to talk about that movie. Yeah, weirdly into it. Obsessed. But this reminds me of that because in that movie they create the Da Vinci virus. Shout uh, out which to the... essentially does like the same thing. Yeah. And like it was, I don't know, meant to topple oil tankers or some weird shit. It's a weird movie, but it's actually okay if you watch it like 10 times. Sorry, I thought you were taking a break there. I was just going to say shout out to the Honda Odyssey that who triumphantly by. returned. Yeah. Well, they drove by this time. So, yeah. hey, you know, that's enough of that. Let's move on to June 27th. AT&T planning new mobile phone. The American Telephone and Telegraph Company, which is what AT&T stands I for. I never knew that. I learned that a month ago wow. when I was in New York. We the tour adults. guide knew it. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, AT&T has asked for federal regulators for permission to test a system of personal mobile phones that could be used at home and on the street. It said that by using radio channels, for which it already holds licenses for, blah, 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 new mobile phones, AT&T is realizing that mobile phones are a thing and are trying to expand on that network. Cool. Yeah. June 28th, Paul McCartney's classical composition, the Liverpool Oratorio, receives its premiere at the Liverpool Anglican Cathedral. That's kind of neat. I wonder what that that sounds like. We should look into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also on this date, Fisher-Price vows to oppose bids. The chairman of Fisher-Price Toys, Ronald Jackson, said he would fight any takeover attempts after the company is spun off on Friday. The company, based in the Buffalo suburb of East Aurora, has been owned by the Quaker Oats Company since 1969. The food giant decided to spin off the toy maker last year after several years of losses. Mattel Inc., the country's second largest toy maker, signed an agreement with Quaker Oats a week earlier not to pursue a hostile takeover until July 1992. The hostile takeover did go on to happen in 1993. Also, it's cool to note that Fisher Price is headquartered in East Aurora, which is just southeast of Buffalo, not far from Niagara Falls, which is where we're from and Chris lives. Very cool. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Like, we've driven through there a couple times. Yeah, Yeah, on the way out of western New York. That's really cool. June 29th, Rabbinical Council bans smoking at its meetings. The Rabbinical Council of America, representing the Orthodox rabbis, has banned smoking from all public functions and meetings. The RCA annual convention urged the rabbis themselves to set an example for synagogue members. For some reason, this was in the entertainment section. I have one comment. Oy vey. (laughs) June 30th. The American documentary television series C. Everett Koop, M.D., ended today. Oh, Chris has commented here that he yeah. now finally knows what they're saying in the B-Sharps episode of The Simpsons when they refer to C. Everett Coop. Yeah, C. Everett Coop, Cuckoo, Kachoo. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's kind of a Beatles reference playing into it, but now I know who they're talking about. Also, we found another story on this date uh, titled, Residents of Appalachia Make the Transition from Moonshine to Pot. Kentucky is one of the top five states in U.S. marijuana production. The area's poverty makes the fight against the crop tougher. So deep in the hills of Appalachia, the U.S. government is waging war against the richest cash crop in Kentucky, marijuana. Keep in mind, this is the very early 90s. Yeah, 91. Its planting season had ended. Most of the crop had been sold in advance in deal 
seals sealed the old-fashioned way with a handshake. The planter's booby traps are in place. And between now and harvest time in autumn, a small army of government agents will do all it can to destroy plants that yield at least $1,500 a piece and form a part of the nationwide underground economy worth billions. That's kind of cool. That is very cool. That's a good story to end on. Yeah, that is. Let's get into a little bit on the week overall. So, this week, Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog, the 16-bit version for the Sega Mega Drive and Genesis, and the 8-bit version for the Sega Master System and the Game Gear. (laughs) The Game Gear. Yeah. It introduced the eponymous character who would go on to become Sega's mascot. Yeah, that is crazy. And Son- I mean, oh my god, so many Sonic games. Yeah, eventually when we cover that week, we'll probably go into huge detail about Sonic because it's Sonic the friggin' Hedgehog. Yep. That's just about it on the week. Uh, should we move into movies and music? Yes. All right, I'll let you pull that up because, again, listeners, I have 200 megabytes of data. This week in the box office, number one, The Naked Gun 2.5, The Smell of Fear. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's right. Wait. That's right, one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pretty good movie. Les- yeah, I like Leslie the Nielsen. I like the Naked Gun series. They're good. I love Leslie Nielsen. He was me too. Great. Wasn't O.J. Simpson in one of those movies? Or I don't, know. I don't remember. Weird sidebar though. There are some kids in the campsite across from us, and we distinctly heard them yelling the name O.J. Simpson earlier. Yeah, which is very know why. weird because they're like maybe seven or eight years old. The one of the, it was one of the older ones yelling it, but still, he wasn't older they, than twelve. How do they even know about that? I don't know. Maybe they're watching like that one of those crime oh, series. Oh, Netflix! On about, Their parents yeah. are hooked to Netflix. Maybe. Um, anyway, shout out to shout out to twelve year old over there who knows about the nineties. That's weird. Uh, moving on, number two, we have Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Really good movie. At three, we have City Slickers. Uh, Four, The Rocketeer. And five is Dying Young. Also on here, ooh, Thelma and Louise. Nice, nice. Uh, Dances with Wolves. Silence of the Lambs. Just off the top, what, number 13. At the very, very bottom, after 28 weeks, Kindergarten Cop. Yes. And as we all know, it's not a tumor. It is not. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. That is such a 90s statement. It's true. Yeah. But also relevant. Let's move on to, let's move on to music. Let's not. Because at number one on the Billboard Top 100 is a song called Rush Rush by Paula Abdul, and it was so awful that when we listened to it, we stopped after. Yeah, we really. We stopped after maybe 45 seconds, and that was 35 seconds too long. For what? This is one of the first time we're on the same page about the number one song. Usually I like it, and I do like Paula Abdul, but. I like, I mean, this is no straight up. This was kind yep. of boring. Next song, number two, I Want to Sex You Up from New Jack City, Color Me Bad, also sucked. Yeah, I, um, thought, I really thought for a song name like that it was going to be a lot better. Yeah, that's okay. Number three, Bring It Up, Unbelievable by EMF. You're unbelievable. One of the two songs we actually remembered from this time. At four, we have The Power of Love by Luther Vandross. Not The Power of Love by Huey Lewis, Lewis and the, the News. Yeah. The better one. That's true. Uh, um, number five, though. Solid, solid rounding out the top five. Losing My Religion by R.E.M. And we were talking about this, and this is one of those songs where when I hear it on the radio, I immediately move on. It's a good song. I like the song. I never want to hear it. I never never feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving down, ooh, More Than Words by Extreme is at number six. Yeah, what else we've got on here? Ooh, oh. Love is a Wonderful Thing, Michael Bolton, number Our eight. boy, Michael B. We're big fans. Big fans of the Bolt. <laughs> Does anyone ever call him the Bolt? I don't know. That's a great nickname. If I ever meet him. You ready to experience the bolt? Oh, my God. He must pick up women like that. Ooh, couple days off. Huey Lewis, 23. Know the news, or is that just a Just Huey Lewis, at Mm -hmm. least according to Billboard. 27, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff. That's a good one. 
not a heck of a lot on here otherwise. Ooh, okay, let's close it with number 33. Mama Said Knock You Out by Ooh, LL Cool J. Nice. That is a perfect thing to end it on. The 90s were a decade when LL Cool J was cool. Yeah. Now he hosts a shitty television show. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't like that show. We're we're talking about the, yeah, we're talking about the, the lip sync battle. Yeah. No, not a fan. I it's a very basic concept, I'll give it that, but it's man, much better done in the in the Jimmy Fallon format. That's I think. that's true, but I mean, it's like, an easy it's an easy show. L oh. Cool J doesn't need to be there. Whatever her name is doesn't need to be there. It's still a lot of fun. Like, I just feel I like would, they don't add anything to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as someone who will spend a lot of their time just lip syncing around to songs in their room, I enjoy it for some for some of that. Fair enough. Anyway, that's a good note to end music on. Shall we go into 90s news now? Yes. All right. Um, For those of you listening to this relatively soon after we post it, you probably saw this coming. Most of you know about this already. This is probably one of the greatest things. I hope there's someone out there who's learning this the first time or maybe is listening to this in a month or two and has forgotten. But this week, Brian Cranston, the Breaking Bad actor, Walter White, has been cast as Zordon in the new Power Rangers movie. Malcolm's dad is just tearing it up out there. He is, and this is wonderful for so many reasons. Not only is he such a fitting fitting person for this role, one of his early things was on Power Rangers. That's true. I think we already brought it up on the podcast, but in case you weren't around for the episode or as a reminder, Brian Cranston did work on the Power Rangers. Billy, the Blue Ranger, his character's last name is Cranston. Yeah, named after Brian Cranston because he was doing work on the show. He voiced a couple villains. I think he did some other work on it. I don't know the technical term of what his actual job was, but he was on the show for a while. And this is is a homecoming for him. And that is amazing not only for just a weird sense of completion but also he's gonna do great yeah very cool stuff Mm -hmm. also we have something that's not about the power rangers that's true so this guy named doug keener modified doom 2 to be a recreation of jerry's apartment from seinfeld there's a video on youtube and it is so goddamn amusing Uh, we'll link it on the facebook page without giving too much away when you enter the apartment jerry elaine kramer and george are all there they all have their little voice bits they've got the seinfeld theme in the background when you shoot at them they do stuff before they say things before they die they also open kramer's door we'll leave that be for a second Mm -hmm. it's hilarious yeah also when i was when i was looking around uh at some other stuff related to this there is a uh, a doom theme done in like that seinfeld slap bass style yeah it's so good well maybe we'll find a way to link that to somewhere but it's worth a listen to if you are a seinfeld and doom fan super awesome as far as this week possibly on goes we're just gonna skip right over it we talked a lot about tv last week and we're not in the business of overkill and we've just talked about seinfeld we've just talked about the power rangers so we'd like to introduce to you a new segment and we're calling this one thankfully not 90s this is where we reminisce back to a time a decade probably the 90s because that's the theme of the show where something that we very much dislike didn't exist and we remember fondly life without it this week on thankfully not 90s truck nuts oh geez do you remember when truck nuts didn't exist that was a nice time wasn't it you should check out their website it's truck nuts with a z because (sighs) the guy who owns it's probably a douche trucknuts.com 
It looks. It looks it like looks the nineties. Like, yeah. like it's white type, black background. The website's ugly as shit. It just needs like a couple animated, uh, a couple animated gifs, and it's all. It's set. so gross. Yeah. Like on the uh, left side search bar, instead of FAQ, it says dumbass cues. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you my favorite one. It says the Q and A's you see below are real. Please keep sending them in. The oh first boy. question on the list is how did you come up with this idea? I'm reading it verbatim. Well. When I was a male exotic dancer in 1994, I worked with a man that called himself The Truck. When he would come out on stage, he would back up to all the ladies and act like he was driving off. When he did, his nuts would just start swinging back and forth and it was just so funny that I had to make them for the entire world to see. Okay, that answer is BS. Let's just say it is amazing what you and your buddies will come up with when you're drinking a case of Bud and sitting around a campfire. And that actually swings around to be related to our current situation. Does where that... we've been coming up with stupid ideas around a campfire. But, like, that kind of makes me want to leave. That makes me want right? to pack up right now and drive out of here. Tally and I have been talking for years about buying a pair of bolt cutters and leaving them in our car. Well, one of our cars. And when we see truck nuts, just lopping them off. Going around on some just sort of weird truck castration mission. Yes, a tirade of truck nut castration. Yeah, I mean, I guess the 90s, that is one thing I'm very thankful for about the 90s. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. And now it is, and I don't know how I feel about that. <sighs> so, let's all let's all fondly remember the time when truck nuts didn't exist. That was nice. Yeah, that was. I'm glad we shared that together. All right, what's next? We have a spotlight for today? We do. All right. Today's spotlight is on camping in the 90s. Which, the more we talked about it, the more we realized the camping in the 90s is pretty much the exact same as it is right now. But there's one huge difference. Your cell phone. And to a lesser extent, laptop. What we relate that to, or at least what we've related it to this weekend, is work. Being connected... Just connected to your outside world. Yes. When you went camping in the 1990s, you know, we're at a provincial park. They would have had a phone, maybe rotary. There's a payphone right there. Yeah, there's a payphone, what, 50 feet from us. If you had to make an outgoing call, that's fine. But if someone needed to reach you in an emergency, they had a way. But well, otherwise, you know, your boss at work wasn't calling to see if you could come in on Saturday because you were gone. You were out of touch. You were on vacation. There was a separation from your work world and the vacation. Absolutely. And that's something that's that's something that's not exactly true anymore. Tragically missing. I mean, we are all taking this weekend off. Yep. And we're all enjoying it, but we all still have some connection to that outside world. I've been texting... Katie, you got another shout-out. I've wow. been texting you today about work. Oh, my God. And how you've been cleaning that abysmal hellhole in, in the back. Disgusting. Yeah. Talia's been doing homework. Yep, she's been doing some schoolwork. Rob's doing something with the with the NHL draft. Yeah, well, you yeah. got to keep informed. Yeah, you're, you've, got your, you've got your business... You've I got haven't. Stuff going I on. haven't answered any work emails, but I would be Good lying job. to you. Thank you. I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't on my phone for various things, and some of them were just you know looking up things that we're talking about. But often, you know, if I get a message, I'm taking a look at it. Mm-hmm. Someone posts something dumb to Snapchat, I'm checking it out. And that's not really what camping should be about. And it wasn't about that in the '90s because that wasn't an option. Yeah, '90s camping it was more pure. It was. It was. There was something special about it. Yeah. There's one camp. I'm gonna share that '90s camping story I told you about sure. earlier. It was the gas debacle. One of my fond memories of camping as a child. I could have been, must have been five, six, maybe seven. I was with my dad. He couldn't light the fire, <laughs> so he brought out the jerry can of gas. 
Never poured, a bad idea. Poured a little bit on there, brought it back to the van, and lit the fire. Little did he know, when he was bringing that can back to the van, it left a continuous little trail of gas, which climbed out of the fire pit and followed right back to the truck. As a five-year-old, I didn't really see the big deal. I just thought it was really funny to see my dad freaking the hell out, stomping all this fire going everywhere. Nothing bad happened, but it could have been a lot worse. Yep. That was uh, that, that was something. That, like, like, that's a fond memory I have of camping as, as a kid in the 90s. And there were no cell phones. If my dad's job tried to call him, they'd have got our answering machine at home where the phone was. Uh, you really brought that back together. I didn't think you were going to be able to bring that around, but you did. Yeah, I'm four beers in. Ooh. Moving on. As you know, we don't yet have a sponsor, and because we went camping, uh, we're, we're still in the works with these you know, 15 to 30 second $10 sponsors. If you want one, hit us up. We'll figure it out. Uh, we've got a couple got in the back. works, but because we're going camping, we put it on pause. This episode is brought to you... I don't actually know what Connor's about to say right now, and I'm excited for that. This episode is brought to you um, by Creativity. Ooh, creativity. We're going with that. Yeah, we're going with creativity. Yeah, the creativity, the improvisation. Yeah. How about that? How does that relate to the 90s? How does creativity relate to the I'm 90s? I'm sure line? there were creative people who improvised things in the 90s. What about Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, my God. A great show. Colin Mockery. Colin Ryan Mockery Stiles. Plus two. Wayne Brady? That wasn't 90s. That was, was 2000s. On, really no, we're the, talking British Who's Line. Oh, the British Who's Line? Oh, British Who's Line. That I was think great. American Who's Line was still started up in like 98 or 99. I think but so. Maybe. You might be right. You know what? Again, I have 200 megabytes of data. I'm not looking into it. We'll see. Well, this week brought to you kind of by Who's Line. They're kind not of creativity. They're, yeah. Creativity is such an amazing thing. I think it's something that has blossomed after the 90s really well. We have the internet with so many ways to just get out and talk to the people in the world and do so many creative things. But it was a little bit different in the 90s. There were so many, there were still so many creative endeavors. Here's something. Yeah. Did you ever make one of those, uh, one of those kind of little knockoff Chia Pets in, uh, in elementary school? Yes. Yeah, where you filled like a, you got like a stocking and filled yep. it with sawdust yep. and grass seed. That's pretty creative for like a first grader. Wow. The, That's some 90s creative. The well has run dry on the sponsorships. <laughs> i tell you that. I'm just going to throw right. this. We just came up with this on the spot. What I had written in the document, I think, is beans or something. You did write maybe beans or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, how about that? I mean, I do have a lot to say about beans in the 90s, but, you know, we'll save that for another time when we are grasping at straws. Wow. All right. Let's close it up. A little bit of housekeeping. You can find us online, as always, at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. You can email us, stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. If you have $10 and would like to reach many, many people through our podcast, whether you've got an online store or an Instagram or YouTube or who knows what. If, Maybe. You're, if you're a never nude and you want to plug oh, that whole organization. There are dozens of us. There are literally dozens of us. Um... You're welcome to do so. Shoot us a message. We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. It will be. Otherwise, you can find us on Instagram at Stuck in the 90s Podcast. We're on Twitter at SIT90S, SIT90s. I think that's that's about it. All right. Uh, we all? have to decide Facebook, what we're doing. We're there. Yeah, Facebook, whatever. You know what? We're not going to decide what we're doing. We didn't bring the wheel from the game of life. How about this? What if I throw this bottle cap up into the They're air? There are only two sides of a bottle cap. All right. What if whatever. we just leave it's it a mystery? Bigger. Yeah? Mystery yeah. year? It's a mystery year. All right. Join You'll us next week. You'll find out next week. For a mystery year, 
Uh, July 1st through 6th? Yes. July uh, 1st through early July. The hint I'll give you is it's a year in the 90s. It is. We just did 91 and 92, so it's probably not an early one. Yeah, we're probably going to stick towards the late 90s. Yeah, I'll mix it up. You know what? The podcast is over when I finish this drink. Uh, oh, the podcast is now over.